Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dot Commer on WEI.com. Right, I talked to you on Monday, but it's not Monday, it's Friday. And uh, Cam Newton put out a tell all video on his YouTube page about his release from the Patriots. So we decided uh, to do this. Do podcast to react to give our thoughts to you, the, the people. Yeah, I uh, I think this is, first of all, I enjoyed it. It was whatever, 43 minutes, maybe got a little long, but I enjoyed the modern ability or whatever you want to call this. Athletes now have to sort of directly interact with the public and share their side of it. And while this is obviously, I mean, it's it's entitled Clearing the Air After My Release from the New England Patriots, it's his view. It, like I, I won't dispute it's his view. His dad, Cecil, is the one who kind of co-hosted it with him. They were sitting on, I, I guess, his high school football field. Um, I enjoyed it. And I think a lot of what Cam Newton had to say was accurate. And I believe it to be accurate from my viewpoint. Nothing more so than the word that jumped out to me over 43 minutes. He felt bamboozled by the, quote, Patriot misunderstanding about his trip to Atlanta to get his Liz Frank foot a second opinion. Um, and we talked about that. I can remember the day we were on the practice field, the lower practice field. The statement came out, and immediately you're like, this seems kind of funny. The team didn't know the rules. Like, how did they allow him to step in it? And he emphasized, he even, like verbally emphasized, when he wanted to get the second opinion, they were like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea almost like he was being set up like a you-know-what to miss time. Like, that's clearly how he feels he was set up. Well, he should have known. That's I, I didn't like that part. He should have taken some responsibility for not knowing the rules. Like, hey, we, he's supposed we, to know more than the team? Wait, he should have supposed he, to know more than the team. He should have said questions. Are you sure about this? He, then he should already not be on the team. If you don't trust your team, if you don't trust Bill Belichick, if you don't trust, I don't know who their compliance coordinator is. Do you think is. he was set up? But that, I think he feels like he was set up. But he's but he acknowledged that he wouldn't have won the job even if that didn't happen. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I agree with that. He didn't lose this job because of that five days. But I agree with him. It made it easier, right? It made yeah. it easier. It muddied the water even more. Gave Mac the opportunities. He didn't have to, you know, play any games, first team reps, any of that. No, I definitely think it made it easier, and I definitely think 
even had he not gone, he would have lost the job. Because the other thing he nailed was the word, he used the word, aura. I would have been a distraction for Mac Jones. I He said, uh, it's my gift and my curse. And I believe that. The reason he won the job the day he arrived last year in, in competition, quote unquote, with Jarrett Stidham was his aura. I've said magnetism, whatever energy was what the players called it. I also think that's the same reason he had to go. He couldn't be here as the backup because he did say, quote, absolutely he would have accepted the role as the backup and supported Mac Jones. But he knew Mac Jones couldn't, he would be uncomfortable. He'd be looking over his shoulder. I mean, he used the word uncomfortable a lot, Cam Newton did. Uncomfortable in the room with Bill Belichick and who? Matt Patricia, which was... Matt Patricia. Like, Side topic here. So what, shouldn't this have been a Bill and Cam discussion? Yeah, I like, does, does Matt just... Is he attached to Bill's, like, leash? Like, All right, Matt, I, we're going in here now. Not only that, it was in Matt's office, the way he describes it. Because he was called upstairs, and they were like, Bill wants to see you. And he's like, oh... And they're like, no, 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 he's in there. Don't worry. And he's like, oh, I see what's going on. He like, That's when the wheels started to turn, I think, for him. Um, and that's interesting. I, I, you know, like, was Dave Ziegler in the room? Well, I'm starting to think maybe like there, Bill was concerned like Cam would get like emotional and freak out that maybe the second person there would have helped. I don't know. Oh, wait, and Matt Patricia's the guy that can help that? I don't know. He's a former NFL coach. I'm sure he's had to have these conversations, tough conversations before. Um, who else is a former NFL coach who might have had tough conversations and who might be more directly involved with this? That's on the staff, I guess, Josh. Yeah, guess, Josh. He's the offensive freaking coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Well, that was, you know, 10 years, 10 plus years ago. But it doesn't matter. I think that there is, I mean, this we can, this is a separate yeah. topic for a separate day that Matt Patricia's role is extremely elevated within the organization next to Bill Belichick. He has certainly, he was his right-hand man all along and he's literally his right-hand man now. Now, again, maybe Cam left out. Maybe it was Matt and Bill and maybe Josh was here and maybe Dave Ziegler was also there and he just left those names out. Okay, I'll leave that possibility out there. But I thought it was interesting that Matt played a role in this huge decision. Um, But the thing that I get back to is the thing Cam fixated on when I think he said things started to click yeah. was the I'm getting two reps and he's getting 10 reps. And I mean, I could take that to be that second day of mini camp when I anointed him the starter. When remember when he sulked a little bit and yeah. he went from, I think seven on seven to team and he was moping and he clearly, it felt that day that he saw the writing on the wall. And I think today he admitted that day or at least subsequently in training camp practices that kind of followed a similar script, he started to see the writing on the wall, but he was still surprised. Let's let's not pretend yeah. he was totally prepared because of that. He was surprised. But like, so are you, do you feel bad for Cam now? Like, how do you, where do I you- felt bad for him all along. I told you, I think he never got the right to compete. And the one thing I think he deserved, if you bring him back, is the right to compete. Not what they were asking for. They were saying he deserves the keys to the new Porsche and he deserves a three or a four or a five week span. And he thinks they were going to be five and oh, if he plays those games, we're going to win games. And then that's going to screw your plan up because you can't pull Cam Newton. This is all what the, I'm paraphrasing what they said, but you can't pull Cam Newton if he's four and one as the starter through the first five games or five and oh, and that their plan was basically the Ascension plan. Mac Jones is the quarterback. I, I don't agree with all that 
I don't agree that he's one of the top 32. I don't agree that they would have gone four and one or five and oh with him at the quarterback position. Um, I do agree other than bamboozled. My favorite uh, part of this was his father comparing the 2020 offense to a 2002 used Honda Civic with a yellow door that doesn't match the rest of the car that's held on by a bungee cord and only three of the four cylinders are actually running. Um, I think that's a pretty apt description of the Ryan Izzo era and, and everything that was thrown out there um, last year. Now that doesn't mean Cam couldn't have done better. I mean, he, there were a lot of excuses in here. There certainly were the, the five week comparison to get ready as opposed to, yeah, both his, both Cam and his dad struggled with when the draft is, how many months uh, there how are. How long did it take him to figure that out? Like 20 seconds? One. He, to, he started at January. Like, <laughs> I can understand doing it on your hands. Oh, the draft's in April, so May, June. But right. he goes, January, February, March, April. Like, he had to start at the beginning of the year to get to April. It was almost like a concussion test. That's how they test them for concussions. They tell you to, like, list the months, list them right. backwards, blah, blah, blah. Um, so there was excuse-making littered throughout. But – if we're just going to go on like the pillars of what he said, I kind of agree with him. He didn't really get the shot to compete. He was kind of bamboozled in some form or fashion. And his aura is the reason he's no longer on this roster to back up Mac Jones. I would say that that's fair, but like, it's, that's the business. Like it is what it is. Like he, he knew what he was getting himself into, right? Like he, he can't change who he is. Or did he think he was, did he think he was going to get to compete for the job? Because he didn't. Well, he had a chance to win the job. Like it wasn't like it was Mac Jones, no matter what. I just think Mac Jones. Oh, did Mac fell on his face. Right, Mac. I may have called him Matt right there. Mac fell on his face. McLennan, as he continues to call him. If he fell on his face, yeah, you had an emergency guy here in Cam. But was Cam given equal opportunity to compete? And I think no matter it. no matter who was the backup quarterback, it would have been the same thing. So it was a bag job for Mac. It was a yeah, essentially like we talked about it. I think last week they should have had a better backup plan, like in place, not somebody like Cam Newton with the big or. Like they should have gone after like a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick type that would have been okay in the backup role. So Bill's full of crap when he says clean slate. Everybody has to assess, you know, win their jobs. Blah blah blah. In this case, yes. Because I would argue from what I saw. Mac won the job. I would think everybody that saw practices on a consistent basis would agree. But, well, they they varied when they saw that and didn't see that. Cam got into that as well. I agree with him on the biased reporting out of practices and Twitter. We've talked about this. I've talked about this a lot with friend of the podcast, Paul Perillo. There were certainly portions of mini camp, OTAs, and training camp where the reporting from certain people emphasized the positive of the guy they wanted to be the starter and and then also the negative of the other guy or vice versa like oh you know mac had a great throw on that yeah he had a terrible throw the throw before why don't you include that in the report and i may have been guilty of this i don't want to just point fingers i'll use thumbs too Mm -hmm. i thought mac should be the starter um but i do think cam was accurate that there was biased reporting on that but the fact is Cam started every preseason game, took two to three series, as he pointed out, and then he watched Mac play the second quarter, the third quarter, sometimes into the fourth quarter, whatever. And Mac played against the twos with the twos. Cam played with the ones against the ones more often than not. I'm sort of 
being liberal with these terms here. Like that wasn't a level playing field. I told you going into the third preseason game, I think it was the third one, maybe the second, whatever. I wanted to see, flip the script, let mm-hmm. Max start, give him a shorter sampling of ones versus ones, and then give Cam, because should Cam succeed against backups? Yeah, he should. But at least give him the opportunity oh, to matter. Like, like we said, the Patriots already made up their minds. Yeah, and I don't think that's good. I don't, well, I, I, that, that's, that's counter to the meritocracy. when you draft somebody 15 overall, you have plans for them to be your quarterback. Okay, then then erase from your verbiage, Bill Belichick. It's not how you got here. It's what you do once you get here. Because that's bullcrap if Mac Jones was anointed the starter on April 15th. We knew Mac Jones was going to be the starter someday. He was the future. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it was a bag job for Mac Jones right out the gates. Well, I go back to, now that we're bringing this up, the Lombardi stuff from last week, I think it was, that, he, that Mac Jones surprised the Patriots for his how quickly he came along. I think that needs to be factored in as well. Yeah, and that came a week after he said Mac Jones shouldn't play all year because he needed well, to learn. Would you agree, though, that Mac came along faster than even you expected? Um, not necessarily. Like he had, he was NFL ready. That was his resume. I think he lived up to his skill set. Quick, you know, learning quickly, working hard, being heady, getting rid of the ball to timely fashion, being pretty accurate as a passer. I think he lived up to his resume. And I don't know. I would have liked to have seen him ones versus ones. That would have been something. If I see him start a game and dice up an opposing team's first defense, isn't that where you go, huh, maybe he is ahead. Okay, so he was good with the twos? Well, well he, my did. Number one. he did in the joint practices. No, I know, joint practices. We're, now we're counting giant, joint practices. For all I know, he was set up to succeed. That's how joint practices work. They're scripted. Plus, I think the Giants were pretty crappy that day. They Yes, that, that's part of it. I mean, too. I know Patrick Graham is like, the be all end all new defensive coordinator superstar, but I just, I don't know. I I still, I'm with cam on this one. He didn't really get a, a level equal playing fields. Like you do it now I'll do it. But that's what happens when you draft a guy 15 overall. Like I I don't know what cam expected. Okay. Then just don't tell me that new England's a meritocracy and it's not how you got here. It's what you do when you get here. This is what gets me mad. Not the way the world works. It's when Bill Belichick or people of his type, um, Greg Popovich, pick and choose when they follow their their own rules or when they follow the real world. We know Jordan's rules exist. We know Brady's rules exist. We know Brady didn't fly back with the team all the time from road games because he's Tom Brady. That's fine. Just don't then the next day say, yeah, we're one to 53. There's no differences on this roster. We're just don't blow smoke up my ass. Don't urinate on me and tell me it's raining. Okay, it's fine. It's a bag job. It was a bag. Urban Meyer did the same thing. It was a bag job in Jacksonville. They pretended it was open. We all knew it was a bag job. And what did they do? We've talked about it. They did the exact same thing. They got rid of the aura, the distraction that was the backup quarterback that might have a following in the locker room or outside the locker room. I just don't know why we have to pretend. Oh, it's such an ideal world. If you're a Patriot, you can be 90th on the roster and you could be the starting quarterback tomorrow. So what's your biggest issue? with this the way that that Belichick talked about it um I just don't like to see people get screwed but but like he is who he is if he was a a capable quarterback if he was like he says a top 32 quarterback then I think he had a better chance of getting the job he's not no I know I agree with that I just wish he had been given the chance to fail you gave Mac the chance to fail he didn't you gave him the chance to fail he didn't but Cam didn't like blow, like if Cam would have blown you away, 
in training camp, maybe there's a different conversation. He and Mac were essentially the same, maybe the advantage to Mac. So it wasn't like Cam, like, you know, clearly won the job, but then because Mac was okay, he got the job. Like Cam didn't do enough to win the job. We just need to be clear. I think Mac Jones is the better quarterback. I would have started Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. I made that declaration June 15th in case you haven't heard, but I would have given Cam Newton a more fair shot to the same, you know, better the world to, to think you're a fool than go out there and let, let him prove it. Well, let him prove that he's not really much better than he was a year ago, that he's not more accurate that. So you would have started him in games now, huh? You would have started him and started him week one now, like give him a chance in games. No, in preseason games, I would have given Cam better chance. I would have made it an equal fight. You treated him like a starter. You treated him like he was Tom Brady. Oh, just knock the rust off for a series here, and then we'll get you out. Don't run because we don't want you to get hurt, right? That's how Cam said that too. Mm-hmm. My game, uh, something about yeah, my, my game. game's not meant for the preseason because we don't do all that. Yeah, right. There's truth to that, correct? Yeah. Okay. So was it a fair fight? I still think it was like, he didn't do, he was on, he got plenty of reps. It wasn't like, okay, here's my example of this. You know how sometimes uh, like a math teacher will give a test, lower level kids or whatever. And one kid gets the answer. The other kid gets the answer. One kid has all the work on the paper. Another kid just wrote down the answer. Doesn't the teacher say, show me how you got the answer to make sure the kid knows how he got the answer. Like, or there was no cheating or whatever, just to get everything out there. I feel like Cam, they, they got to the right answer, but they didn't show their work properly, I guess would be the way I, I would articulate well, it. I, I think th- they saw last year. Last year probably factored in too, but then you come back to what Bill said in the clean slate. So I think you're, you're more mad at Bill Belichick than anything else, I would say. That's, that's fair. And, and remember my column, it wasn't just a disservice to Cam. Oh, so and Mac they built it a disservice to yep. Mac too. Yep. Like this whole thing... I think Bill bungled. He missed. We can now argue that starting on uh, 2000, the spring of 2018, is that when it started? Bill Belichick has completely mismanaged the quarterback position for going on three plus years from Garoppolo mm-hmm. and Brissett and Brady having the best QB room in the NFL. Yep, to have and the last year having the worst QB room in the NFL. And, and still not having a great one. And still not having a great one. And apparently gift wrapping the job for the rookie, even though we would never do that in New England, we would never gift wrap jobs and just give it to somebody because they were drafted in the first round is yeah. I just, you're right. This is probably a me Belichick problem more than anything else. Um, I also would say I still like cam. I hate him on the field. He bores me. So, you know, his dad can pretend I'm a racist and it's got something to do with the black quarterback. No, 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 no. It's got something to do with the bad quarterback. I would fall back on, Rodney Harrison nailed this last winter. He can't play football anymore. It's sad. He, he like I don't know when he'll come to that realization. You know the Brady quote: "When I suck, I'll stop playing." Cam's pretty close to. I mean, he's probably a backup. He's a capable backup, correct? If he wants to be that somewhere somehow, but he's just not a good quarterback anymore. Especially, I mean, we watched last night. Sorry, the Thursday night opener: Brady and the Bucks versus Dak and the the Cowboys. The modern NFL, we saw an opening game where both quarterbacks threw the ball 50-plus times. Like, sorry, Cam, the league may have passed you by. Hell, the league may pass Lamar Jackson by. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just a different world. And 
Cam hasn't accepted that yet. And I feel bad for him. Actually, I, I mean, I do and I don't. He's had a nice life and he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll, be, fine. he'll be successful. Well, he could probably get a job in the media or do some yeah. agency, some video thing. Like he's, he's, he'll be fine. Like if you could pair, like, I'm just thinking of that. He, like he won't have to live off his football money. He's going to be successful, more successful, for example, than Rob Gronkowski was in his one year hiatus. Like yes. you pair Cam with Aqib Tlaib and put together like a players only broadcast, a yep. players only podcast. Like, I think he could be super successful totally. because of his aura of his, he's well-spoken. He, you know, knows the game. He knows the athletes. You know, I've said this, he can walk into a room of businessmen, politicians, rappers, um, mechanics, doctors, you run the gamut. And I think Cam fits in and they like him. All of those constituencies like him. So I don't feel terrible for him, but I, I would also urge people, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the video, watch it. It's worth it. It's, yeah. it's enjoyable. A lot like the, the players only one, he, the uh, athlete, I am athlete yeah, or whatever. He's like Fred Martin. Taylor and those. Yeah, that, that was very interesting, entertaining. Um, you're right. I think his father is worse as a cohort than Fred Taylor it, and Brandon Marshall. I, he could have picked a better person to do it besides his dad. But I do like it's his dad. But like, his dad just kept in interrupting and like his dad almost made it more about him than it was about Cam. Well, but it is like you're a parent and I know Cam is an MVP and a Super Bowl and a, and a superstar. That's his son. That's his son that he thinks somebody did dirty, as he said it, dirty move, sucker move. He's also looking at the media and, you know, the Rob Ninkovich's of the world. And, you know, Cam absolutely disputes Rob Ninkovich's report that Mac was teaching Cam the playbook. Yeah. Um, what was his quote? It was coming at Mac faster than it was coming at me. So like, yeah. what could he teach me? What could he show me? I did find it interesting. I don't know enough about this. I would like some ex player journeyman quarterback. I find it hard to believe that the Patriots are one of only two NFL teams that asks their quarterback to play a role in the protections and the mic call and things of that nature and 30 other teams, it's just the center and the quarterback is like along for the ride. I don't. I have a feeling Cam has a bad sense on that. Maybe that was the case in Carolina, yeah. uh, but not like, just think about all the quarterbacks. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is relying on the center to make the calls? Do you think Patrick Mahomes is relying on the center? No, 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 I don't. And heck, I mean, there's been enough Patriots going elsewhere that it would probably linger in certain places like Miami. That's I mean, true. Maybe, he's, maybe he's talking about Miami. Maybe Miami's the only place, but Joe Judge doesn't look at it and say, even if, um, what's his name? The Clapper. Uh, Garrett, Jason Garrett. Even if Jason Garrett didn't do it that way, doesn't Joe Judge as the head coach from New England say, listen, I think there's value in having the quarterback involved in this role. I've seen it very successful. It's, it's yeah. like Houston could still have some leftover from a Bill O'Brien, but also Nick Casario, who was also right. an offensive coach with, yeah, I don't, that reminds me a little bit like Chad Ochocinco when he came and just couldn't fit in with the the routes, the adjustments, all the things that because in Cincinnati it was like, you run a seven route. That's all you have to think about. Run it. We'll throw right. it to you. Um, yeah, that I, I didn't really buy that aspect of the conversation. And the other thing I just like if we thought at the beginning, I just wish Cameron had taken more uh, ownership of the COVID thing and leaving. Like you're really telling me that you just said, oh, all right, bye. And but 
just think about they all told the, them to go. But think about all the stuff that we heard all summer with the vaccinated rules and the unvaccinated stuff. Like that was we knew all that. You're telling me that Cam didn't see that, didn't read that, and say, "Hey, wait a second, I read this." Like you're telling me that this was wrong. Like, but what if that happened? What if he? I, I don't know how much he pushes back, but what if he's like, "You guys are sure? Like I can go. I'll just get tested while I'm there, and then I'll come back, and we're good." And if they say yes, would you question it more? Because I wouldn't. I, I think he should have known that even like when he brought it up. Say, look, I read all this, but can I go? Like, but wait a minute. Let's just. I'll use. I'll try to use a real world example because I like to do these. Um, you read something on Boston.com about the new tax code, and then you go to your accountant in March, and you say, "Hey, I read this thing on Boston.com," and she goes, "Oh no, that that doesn't apply to you. You're fine. Don't worry about that." What are you going to say? It's true. Yeah. Okay. You're going to say you're the expert. You're the authoritative you're... figure. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be pissed later if you get audited by the IRS because your tax person was wrong. Then you'll be like, wait a minute. Why do I pay you? Why did I try? Like, but in the moment, I think you trust the people in the so know. Then I think I don't... then maybe Belichick should have come out more and said we were the ones at fault or the statement should have said the team messed up. Unless they didn't mess up. Unless Cam was bamboozled and it was part of a master plan. That you said that at the time, I think, right? I did. I mean, we, we talked about it like just in the sense that we like to throw everything out there and talk about all possibilities. Does it smell funny? Could this have happened? Could but now Cam is he used the word bamboozled. Yeah. Bamboozled. Like he thinks he got set up or he thinks there was some chicanery or something, something devious going on. I don't know whether it's true or not. Again, he was cut. So now he's looking at everything through the lens of, wait a minute, you planned on me being out all along. Right. Or you planned on this. So yeah, he has an ax to grind, I guess. He didn't grind it all that hard if he no. has that. Ax. Well, I was going to say he didn't. Like he, he just threw up the word bamboozled and then went on to say it would have, I would have been cut anyway. Right. And even I mentioned it earlier when his dad used the phrase dirty and sucker. No, it was like in the background, you hear him say, no, it wasn't. The father keeps talking. But Cam says, no, like, like, don't attach that to me. I said, no, it wasn't. And he was very complimentary of Mac. They're going to win football games with Mac. Mac's a good quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think Cam handled it pretty well in terms of we know how he feels, but he didn't attack Belichick. Even his dad went through, thanks, Mr. Kraft. Yep, thanks, thanks, Dollar Bill. Yep. Um, even back to Jerry Richardson and Tepper and, and, and that regime, he, he was politically correct, I guess, or respectful in that nature. Um, but it's clear Cam doesn't feel great about how he was treated in the end by the Patriots. And I think he has reason to feel that way. Well, I think also, before we wrap this up, like, I think he realizes too that like he, he doesn't have a job. He's, he doesn't have options right now. Like if he was a top 32 NFL quarterback when you've already had an offer, like sign with another team. Yeah. And we knew that. I mean, oh, we, we, we did. Year, right. You know, that team passed on me, that team passed on me. And you could say it got even harder. There was an injection of a, a five man first round class that cost him one job, but also there's four other places where good quarterbacks or, you know, the Jags got rid of Minshew. So he's elsewhere where Newton could have landed. Like there's just, uh, a lot of moving parts there, but yeah, the reality is if he was better, he'd be employed by somebody already. I do agree with his dad. 
he needs like this is his last shot this is like a coach being careful with their second head coaching job josh mcdaniel's type person cam the next one could definitively be the last one so make sure although i'd go back to the you know beggars can't be choosers i mean if somebody offers him a job should he be careful or should he take it because you could look at it from both ways you might not get another offer right right um he'll play this year though i think right i i think it's unlikely no but think of a team like i mean look what we've seen in baltimore where they've had three torn acls in whatever 10 days so i was i forgot who i was talking about this yesterday he there's only a select number of teams that he could just slide into if their their quarterback got hurt you know what i mean yeah like we've always talked about the ravens could he back up lamar jackson the ravens um I don't know. Like, there's not many. Well, but if you get into an emergency, if you either lose your starter and hate, really weren't comfortable with your backup or your backup is now dinged or – I mean, there's enough guys out there that we anoint as quarterback guys, like Kyle Shanahan. Let's just say something freakish happens and both their quarterbacks get hurt or Garoppolo gets hurt mm-hmm. and Trey Lance is struggling – like. Yeah, but that's an offense that works. There's not many of those offenses that work. Like, just think about all the pass-heavy offenses in the league. Like, he can't just slide into Green Bay. He can't just slide into, you know, Indianapolis. He can't just slide into Atlanta. Like, there are so many offenses out there that are so pass-heavy and pass-focused that I don't think would even be the right fit. What about Tennessee, where you have a big running back, you have big receivers that you'd say, okay, we're going to do play action. You're going to hit – they're like your Kelvin Benjamin, but now it's a better version. It's Julio Jones – I, I just think he'll play this year. I think he's, he's not, I, the one thing I'll side with the father and him, he's not as bad as the narrative states right now. Like, I think the narrative would put him at Tim Tebow bad. Can't throw, can't read a defense. He's not that bad. I don't think he's top 32. I saw Rich Keith tweet out. I did the math. He's 43rd. That might be, I jokingly said it seems high, but no, I think he's in the thirties. So if a couple guys go down, you bump up and all of a sudden, you know, what if the wheels fall? I don't even know who the backup is with the Jets, but what if the wheels fall off? Then like that, that James Morgan or something? One of their Yeah. Players. You're gonna tell me Cam Newton might not be able to slide into New York. I think there's a few places, and I just think as the season unfolds, injuries happen, ineptitude happens, he should get a job. All right. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. Okay. Um, all right. Glad we did this. It's talked to you through your column i think did it help yeah i mean basically i started writing it before we started recording this um yeah it's just what went what cam newton got right and what he got wrong in clearing the air about his patriots release and i think a lot of it was right the biggest wrong to me is that he deserved the right to the keys to the porsche as his father put it like Mm -hmm. no you didn't deserve anything you were lucky they gave you a job you were lucky they brought you back this year to compete compete in air quotes with Mac Jones. What I think he got screwed on is the competition with Mac Jones. All right. You can read that on WEI.com. Probably after you're, after you're hearing this, it should be up. And then uh, we'll be back after the week one game uh, Monday morning. Peace out. (laughs) 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.